we're back once again. Yeah, it's uh, almost 1030 at night. Uh, we recorded an hour and a half podcast earlier. We have no theme song right now. So uh, I'm sure you're uh, a little freaked out by this change at this point with no <laughs> weird rap or humming or chiming of bars. Or maybe you're just really enjoying it. Maybe the listener is really enjoying no, not don't having... say. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they really prefer the super secret episode that me and yeah. Riri are putting on without Trojan and without medium rare. Maybe they prefer that. So I'm just, really, just thought I'm just your leader rewatch. <laughs> <laughs> and guess who's got the cat ears on now? And they're lit because we are live. Bam, bam. <laughs> so yeah we uh decided to do a little bit of a bonus episode didn't quite know what we were going to go over but um we mentioned earlier today zero and i were gonna uh, do a little practice run of our setup for our trip coming up in april uh to arkansas eagle rock uh loop 26 mile through hiking hills mountains peaks river crossings and all that stuff. A lot of us are new to it. So we ran through kind of setting up our camp, starting a fire with the fire starter we got. And so far it went pretty well. I mean, we had a bunch of firewood gears all working, tested our burners, set up our tents, sleeping pads. I mean, pretty well, just going to suck to do that over and over and over again, and then pack it all back up each morning. Yeah. I mean, it, it will just make us better at it. But, I mean, it, it's been pretty cool. Um, we went on a little uh, ruck with all of our stuff, a little bit under two miles, set up everything, and just to kind of get a feel for it. So uh, we figured uh, we had the fire going and our tent set up. So why not record? Because uh, we really enjoy talking. We do. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, yeah. this is this is one of the reasons why we started a podcast because we heard other podcasts and we enjoyed listening to them and we thought to ourselves like we could do the same thing and it's it's semi addicting. We have a lot to say. Yeah, it may not be any value, <laughs> but we have a lot to say. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But yeah, um, so when we recorded the hour long. Uh, first date episode. I mean, that was pretty good. And then we, we decided to do another 30 minute segment. And uh, I felt like that went really well. We just kind of went off the cuff and, and uh, talked about a couple questions that uh, we had a lot of answers to. And uh, so me and rewatch figured what the heck, do another one flow so, with it a little bit more and, and see what happens. So now we're going to figure out what we're going to talk about. <laughs> and this will probably not be an hour. This will probably be uh, another 27 and minutes. a half minutes. There you yeah. go. So we'll, uh, we'll figure out what... Uh, what do you feel like we talked about the last 30-minute segment that didn't get covered? I don't know. It, it kind of like picked up really, really well. Because what we were doing was doing an episode we were referred to, as we said in the last episode, about some form or fashion of getting to know us. And so what we did was a few first date questions and then it rolled into kind of just whatever we were talking about. Um, I mean, growth as individuals, um, you know, what our experiences were like 
you know, growing up in school and all that, and it kind of blossomed into a pretty decent conversation. I mean, yeah, I think for sure. Um, just as talking about the things that we've gone through, I think, uh, well, I think the people that know us, I mean, we're, we're pretty approachable. We're not like podcast superstars, but we kind of are. We, we know we are. <laughs> Very much so. I mean, feel free to approach us on the street. We'll sign on to Chris. Send us an email. Theta, beta, gamma's doubled down. We're going to make a different Gmail. email when we become superstars, and you'll have to get a, uh, a passcode for that one. We'll be in a gated community of podcast superstars but to our specific friends we'll give you the gate code i feel like that'd be a tiktok neighborhood <laughs> tiktok neighborhood you ever watch that did you watch that show on uh netflix oh what's it called um oh, I it's like a, I say no yeah you probably didn't because it's just it's the worst it was a how it was about a they do tiktok videos uh-huh. it's 20 22 year olds that do TikTok videos for a living. Hype House. That's what it was called. Hype House. Hype House. It's the most ridiculous, drama-filled BS. And yet these kids make more money than we probably ever will in our entire life. Their house was huge in the Hollywood Hills, up that, on the side. And that's so crazy to think. You know, it's like when I was growing up, my my goal and kids around me were to be like, like their parents or a firefighter or a police officer. Now, like my five-year-old son is like, I want to be a YouTuber. And I'm just, I don't want to tell him that that's not a good goal to have, but I'm just like, well, let's, let's, let's think of like something different. <laughs> and you're like, but you can make a lot of money. And I'm just like, valid, valid point. But yeah, I get it. You know I mean? Like these, these, my kids, like when they, they were watching YouTube videos and now they are banned from my house because it literally just promotes uh materialism and like you know it's like you don't have to do anything at school you just get a fan base and somehow make a ton of money bust things up do little competitions where you stay up or keep your hand on a car for mr you know, beast yep yep <laughs> I know mr beast yeah well my my kids are obsessed with that and somewhat like so I get, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll watch it with them because some of it's pretty cool. And they're yeah. like, well, what's wrong with him? You know, he gives away a ton of money. So, you know, I'm like, oh, I can't dispute that. But, you know, they'll watch other things like the Dangy Bros where they like go outside and build stuff. They'll do like amusement parks in their backyard. They build stuff. And I'm like, that's cool. And I'm like, but you guys got to go out and do something. You can't just sit in front of a TV screen and live your life through that. Like yeah. other people doing something like get up and do that. And I feel like that's. That's the issue with YouTube is these kids who could be out doing something are living through these people's lives by what they do. Hopefully, like some of that YouTube stuff would become more of a motivation to go out and do something like, oh, that's cool. You know, I don't have means to make an amusement park, but maybe I can come up with my own style ride or something like that, because that's what we would do as kids you know, go out and ride our bikes or go out and set up some crazy contraption or build stuff because we thought it was cool. Yeah. I mean, for, for me growing up, um, me and my friends, what we did was we built dirt jumps in the woods for our BMX bikes, Mm -hmm. or we uh, would visit in an industrial park down the street and somehow get some loading ramps and like end up like, you know, taking them or asking them if we could have them or like finding some random plywood and like, you know, throwing together some like sketchy looking ramp that we could launch ourselves off to go rake a pile of leaves and come down the street on a skateboard and throw (laughs) ourselves into it. That was what we did. And now the culture is 
so much different, you know, where it's like before my parents would be like, okay, come home from school, do your homework, clean your room, and then get out of the house, come back at dinner time, And then after dinner time, go out and your curfew is when the streetlights turn off. Yeah. That's when you come home. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like, I literally have to get like a snowplow and push my kids out the door <laughs> or give them some special reason why they should be outside opposed to. And after a time, it gets a lot easier. You know, my kids do desire to be outside after they see how much fun they have. And, you know, when I just keep the TV off, but you know, there's sometimes that they just sit and watch TV, but yeah, it gets harder and harder, but I don't know. I mean, me as an adult, I've been caught up on YouTube quite a bit, just, you know, watching random videos. It's like, you know, I'll find myself like looking up a video of a live band and then I see something come up and I'm like, oh, like the best 10 shark attacks. That yeah. looks great. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is crazy. Guy wades in the water and there's a shark circling him and he has no idea. And I'm just like, I think I'm going to watch that. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, 30 minutes later, I'm like, okay, I need to stop because I need to be working. Like, I, I can't keep watching YouTube. But, like, I see how it's addicting. I, I see how, like, you know, you can sit and watch things and get, and, and get caught up in that rabbit hole and just keep going and not stop. I would get in YouTube phases. Um, for a while, all I did was watch this YouTube channel, uh, Near Miss Motorcycle Accidents. Because <laughs> 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 it's crazy. Yeah. And, and it's it's more in defense of the motorcycle drivers because people in the cars don't pay attention to them. And, and sometimes it would be just real close, like almost like a side swipe or it would almost be a full on deal or a flat out chase. Someone like someone would almost get hit or someone would road rage and follow the motorcycle people just because I mean, they were just being idiots. It's always like some sort of disaster pulls us into some sort of video. It's like they give it the most, uh, outlandish title to grab your attention. Yeah. I like for me outside of watching like live performances for bands um, or interviews with the bands. And they do this thing called um, bus invaders where they like look at their tour bus, which is normally like a 12 passenger, like sketchy white van where they're all like stuffed in there. And I'll watch that stuff. Um, but I get caught up. There's this YouTube channel called um, I believe it's called white underbelly. And this guy, what he does is he goes out and he interviews people with drug addictions uh-huh. and he'll follow up later. He'll talk to them. He brings them in the, uh, the, the studio and it's pretty raw and, and some of it is very, very uncut and it's real. Um, so that was like my draw to it. And you, you know, you develop emotions for these people that you see being interviewed like prostitutes, crackheads, uh, heroin addicts, uh, people who just literally go down a spiral and, uh, like I couldn't stop watching Mm -hmm. and it wasn't because I wanted to look at their lives and feel better about mine it was like I became very concerned for them and would want to see the follow-up episodes almost for that wholesome feeling yeah would you say but a lot of them I mean you know unfortunately a lot of them don't end up good but there's you know one out of 10 or 20 that you know they come back and the person's on the show and they're just like I got a job got my life together I stopped doing that and then there's the other ones that don't where they come back and they're worse than before. Mm-hmm. They're on the verge of dying. They're blaming everyone in the world for their problems. And it, it, it's just very sad. So, but I guess to, I don't know. It's like sometimes like you can go your life without realizing those things. And then you see something on like the news or like, I don't watch the news ever. Yeah. Um, but you know, you look at YouTube and 
you see some sort of video and it just kind of brings about a sense of like, you need to be in the know about these things. Mm-hmm. But uh, Lots of scary things that go on and you don't realize it if you miss, you know, any sort of publication, whether it's TV, news, media, the online articles or, or even YouTube people, because people make their career off of YouTube doing regular shows. So, yeah, and I think some of the mindless YouTube videos, I think they'll like, uh, they'll, they'll do like some sort of segment where it's just like entertaining, like where they'll cut things or they'll throw things through like a wood chipper. Yeah. And I'm like sitting with my kids and I'm like, hey, don't know what. Okay. This is weirdly satisfying. What is this? Okay. You're going to put that. Okay. You're going to run over three bottles of orange soda. Oh, wow. All right. Surprisingly yeah. enjoyable. <laughs> or like where they cut stuff with a hot knife. Yeah. Or cutting kinetic sand. Yeah, like where do these people get these ideas? Like, where, yeah. Or just like, like... <laughs> kinetic sand ASMR where it's and they cut it with the knife and you hear it hit the table every time. And then it's that sounding. Like there's this, there's this, uh, like the videos of like the street painters that like throw together like a mural in like, like a minute and a half. Yeah. Or like the people who like, they'll get like those old school projectors you had at, at school mm-hmm. where instead of like pulling up some computer thing, they had a projector. They had like this clear sheet of like plastic eight by 11 sheet. And they put it on the wall and, and they, they trace it out. Well, no, they put it on the projector and mm-hmm. then it would project their lesson plans onto the screen. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But this guy, he does like something with sand where he starts like, he'll like take his fingers and he'll create different things while music is playing in the background. I'm just like, he'll do like a monkey or something like mm-hmm. that. And I'm just like. On the projector? Yeah. Uh, like while he's weird. sitting there and he he's doing all this stuff and people are watching, I'm like, okay, like this, this, this video is not that bad. But I guess it is a venue of like people like, like you know, putting out their talents that wouldn't be known. So. There's some good to, I think there's some good to all technology, but I, I guess the point is, you know, abusing that and becoming like, that's all you want to do, which, mm-hmm. which was my kids for quite some times, but. I mean, it's just the generational thing too, because yeah. it became such a big deal. So many people started it and still do it. So, I mean, it's naturally a career path people want to follow because it's fun and enjoyable. And I mean, if you work hard enough at it, you could eventually do something and take off with it like a podcast or <laughs> <laughs> this is completely different. No, kids don't look up to us for all you that. cool kids out there. All you cool babies, <laughs> you know how cool you are. <laughs> Shout out to my brother, my brother, and me. my brother, my brother, and me. sorry for ripping on your stuff. Um, but yeah, I guess, how do we even get on the topic of YouTube videos? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. That's good. So there's one guy that you, I, I started watching. I got put onto it by some, some friends of mine. Um, this dude takes old trucks or new trucks and just beats the ever living hell out of them. Um, so I was watching one the other day. He hates a specific type of truck that's called the Carolina squat. And that's where the back end sits really, really low. And the front end sits really, really high. 
and he absolutely despises it. So if they're for sale, he buys them, brings them to his ranch, and destroys them. <laughs> and this last episode I watched, and he took them to a, a chipper. He took it to a metal destroyer machine uh-huh. and ran it through and made a like metal mulch out of it <laughs> after he just destroyed it. And what do you do with metal mulch? I think he sold it. To who? Anybody that wanted to buy metal mulch. <laughs> Who wants to buy metal mulch? I don't know. He probably sold it to one of the other YouTube channels he works with. Yeah. So we were, uh, my kids were watching some guy and he was taking Orbeez. Yeah. So I, I have no idea what those are, but they're little balls. They're a mess. So he was freezing them in blocks and then trying to destroy them. Like yeah. the whole point of the episode was to destroy Orbeez. And like, so the first like two minutes of them, I'm like, okay, like this, this is entertaining. And after a while, I'm like, this is literally 30 minutes of this guy trying to like, mm-hmm. like him and two or three friends trying to like destroy a block of ice. I think there was one where Mr. Beast put like a hundred million in someone's backyard <laughs> or a pool. They filled a swimming pool with them. Yeah. It's like. So what 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 business do you have spending that much money on Orby and you can't like go and help somebody like that needs actual help? It's like that's kind of like my first thought is like a lot of these people that are going and like destroying things like like food or or drinks or something like that. It's like did you did you really have to do that? Mm-hmm. But I know it's for entertainment and and like you know the the price tag on that is priceless. So. <laughs> it's, it's like they make so much more money. They can buy all the soda in the world. But, you know, you got this guy and he's like, I'm going to run over these Tupperware containers and I'm going to run over like 12 boxes of Little Caesars pizza and see if they gush out the <laughs> side. Or I'm going to ro- roll over like 12 two liters of like Dr. Pepper and watch them explode. I'm just like, okay. And then my kids are like, yeah, do it again. Do it, again. Yeah. do it slow motion. Yeah. And I think that's like, that, that's kind of like a, a human thing, like where we just want to see things destroyed. I mean, obviously without like anybody getting hurt, but uh, I mean, I like to watch like, you know, videos of like construction sites where they like blow up a building mm-hmm. or like knock something down with a crane. Like it's, it's entertaining. So, I mean, I guess that's the equivalent for, you know, a five and two and 12 year old. Yeah. Or, couple 30 year olds i mean what's the difference at that point yeah good point good point oh man i follow pewdiepie you ever watch him who pewdiepie i've heard of that guy yeah i watch i've watched him a long time but yeah What what does he do he used to play video games and would stream it okay and that's what you watch i would watch him every now and then but i didn't get into him Till just a couple years ago. He mean he'd been doing it for 10 years. Yeah. Has a hundred million plus followers on YouTube. But he does like meme videos or Minecraft videos or just goofing off videos and all different kinds. But he got his his start just streaming video games. Yeah, uh, that's something I mean, I think I think I can be okay with my kids watching like Mr. Beast videos. Because, I mean, ultimately, they're not that bad. You know, he's not using a bunch of cuss words or anything like Mm -hmm. that. But it's the gameplay. The gameplay that's just like, it drives me crazy. I'm like, you know, I asked my 12-year-old, like, why are you watching this? And he's like, well, I want to watch them because, like, I want to get better. And I'm like, okay. Like, I work out and I watch videos Mm -hmm. where guys are doing specific things I will learn how to do. 
but I am not spending hours and hours watching those people do it. <laughs> That's how you get stronger. Watch the videos. Yeah. Right. You get stronger by watching them. I just think it, it, it's some sort of fascination, like with watching somebody do something and conquering or mm -hmm. like, you know, challenging, like, Oh, I'm going to do this in Minecraft. And, and, and they sit there and watch it for an hour, but it's entertaining sometimes. Yeah. And, and I know to like, obviously to each his own because that's just not my thing and, and apparently it's my kids thing but yep there's that i'm still admittedly a child yeah so me and your kids would probably watch the same youtube videos <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's definitely times i'm just like dude you gotta watch the shark attack yeah go, go here check this out yeah <laughs> but yeah i mean like it, it it is definitely like uh it's entertaining it really is. Uh -huh. I mean, like even watching, uh, like American Idol, like where where Simon just like destroys the person he comes, <laughs> like no. like like destroys his dreams, and I'm just like, he's a mean guy, but I'm gonna hit play on the next one. No, I don't think I would watch that. That probably wouldn't <laughs> entertain me as much as the other stuff that I would watch. There is one that's actually really cool um, called Time Storm. You ever heard of that one? So this dude no. just goes out in all these remote areas and time-lapse videos of like the aurora borealis or like sun setting or like he'll film um like a an observatory like where the telescopes are the big mm -hmm. ones and then time lapse it so it's like a three-day span but you're watching it in three minutes okay it's really cool yeah. like it's background stuff i got no issue with that oh it's really neat so like it's it's something you would turn on in the background and then and then there's like one where he's like all the missed shots or the, all the messed ups and it's like people walking in the background or you see stuff going on that you shouldn't see in the background or the camera craps out or whatever and it's like time wasted you set up a camera for like six days to run and record all this and then it doesn't work oops <laughs> yeah youtube is very interesting mm-hmm yeah and uh it's the power they hold too you know a lot of that stuff as well with like the climate you know we're in youtube uh, yeah so i was listening to another <laughs> yeah seriously i was listening to another podcast and they dictate the algorithm of what you watch yeah they can censor stuff or not yeah it's oh no wild. i know it's like i watch i remember uh i used to watch fixed gear bike videos all the time and i would watch the this group of guys called council of doom uh -huh. and like it was just like you know like these fix gear bikes and they would like you know go hard in the city and like stop and do a bunch of tricks and stuff and so youtube found it appropriate to put every single fix gear <laughs> video including a one of a naked chick on a bike and i'm just like well that's not what i want to watch right now <laughs> but i'm just like but it, it's it I mean, it does a good job suggesting things that you want to watch because, you know, it's like to even today. So I was I was I was watching live performances of this uh, worship band, Shane and Shane, and it was putting sermons and stuff mm -hmm. into it. But it was also throwing in different hardcore workouts. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like like 30 minutes of like the most strenuous workout. And I'm like, you know, so it's just like, Here's you know, some mix of videos I know I'm just like it, it's like suggesting all these live performances of gospel bands. And then, like, you know, sermon studies. And then I just, like, at the top of it, it's, like, this 30-minute hardcore workout. And I was, like, 
okay, all right. I think I think I would probably watch all of them. So I mean, I wasn't mad at that, but I mean, there's there's some things that I'm just like, maybe I should like type in who I am exactly, so you guys can base off of that. But are you listening, YouTube? <laughs> fix this <laughs> so what he's saying is he wants christian hardcore metal workouts all in one video find that make a fully playlist. clothed women on fixed gear bikes please for god's sakes i'm sure they're wearing elbow pads yes. knee pads and helmets we want them to well. be safe yeah. it's not safe riding a bike naked i, I wouldn't tell it to anyone don't fall over and skin your boobies <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of like funny videos that I used to watch or that I still go back to all the time. But like, I find short, funny videos a lot on Instagram. Like you can just scroll through reels on Instagram and you find stupid stuff like the freezing Orbeez and water balloons and they overreact as they cut the water balloons open. And then I find funny videos too. I found one. It just had me die laughing. And it was, uh, this kid, like it's his dad's birthday and he's sitting there They're in Hawaii. And he's sitting there and his dad looks happy. And this kid walks up with a ukulele playing happy birthday. And the dad looks back, the disappointment in his face and was like, <laughs> why are you here in Hawaii ruining this? And he's like a freaking course. <laughs> and turns away and looks so disappointed that his son's there. Because my dad would do the same thing if I was in Hawaii. If he was in Hawaii and didn't want me there and I showed up. He would be severely like, disappointed. That's cute. Yeah. When your flight Get home? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think growing up, a lot of my, I guess before I knew what YouTube was, like my excitement was fulfilled by the Jackass movies. Yes. I feel like did that you and is, your friends try to emulate everything they did? I feel like that was like a platform. For the trajectory of youtube i could i could see that because I, I i would like to go back and see what the first couple youtube videos were that like started it all or what did they base their whole company and career off of like what were their first uploads and i feel like it's it's people doing stunts it's probably, i could it's probably a Numa Numa guy what is Numa Numa guy? Numa Numa. Numa Numa. There's a dude singing this. That may have even been E Bomb's world, and that's throwing it back. Dude. That's throwing it way. Yeah. Oh my way, gosh. E Bomb's world. Thank you, Nerdy Fred and Tony, back in <laughs> middle school that introduced me to E Bomb's world with the Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboard. Oh my gosh. And the G.I. Joe video. Did you ever watch those? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Or Manthrax? No, I didn't see that one. I think it was like anthrax that turned you into a woman. <laughs> there, there's one uh, episode of like the GI Joe things where like they have like they're cooking in a kitchen. Pork chop sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just like ba 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 ba. Get out! Get out! <laughs> or they're like skateboarding. He's like, that's right. I've had you. <laughs> Someone told me about those. Joe. Someone told me about those in uh, in high school. But you brought up jackass videos. Did you? Did you and your friends like try to? Yes. Okay. So seriously though. What? So so me and what mid two thousands middle school junior so high, I I, I high sk school kids I skated like in elementary 
middle and high school. And so obviously, obviously we all figured out and knew what jackass was. And yeah. everybody had those skull and crossbone or skull and crutches, like little sweatbands and stuff <laughs> like that. And we're all punk kids. And we we're like, yeah, we got to do this. So I remember uh, I hung out with a couple kids and we did this thing where my friend Alex was walking down the street with crutches and my friend Sean runs full speed and drop kicks him, but waits for a car to come by. Oh my <laughs> but we did dumb stuff like that all the time. We, we literally, we did this thing we called hedge core. So when we would do like front flips into people's hedge bushes <laughs> in the car. <laughs> Or we would knock mailboxes over. I mean, like that. I'm not proud of it, but as a high school kid, middle school kid, it was something that we kind of looked forward to. It's like, hey, Friday night, what yeah. do you want to do? You want to sneak out in the middle of the night? You want to go like, like take people's gazing balls out of their front yard and smash them? Oh, y'all are the worst, dude. We were bad kids. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a reformed bad kid. But so we, we weren't that bad where we were jumping in hedges, but. uh we did duct taping, like we duct tape cars, and where you like you would run duct tape across the street. Ah, oh, dude, I was always too scared to get in trouble. I'd be for like, <laughs> like I ran around with these kids that would do this stuff, but I was always like too scared. So I like do it once and be like, oh, I'm gonna go home. I'll catch y'all later. Yes, y'all can laugh, make fun of me, call me whatever names you want. I didn't want to get in trouble. And you I was, were smart. I was admittedly scared, but we did. We did one time try to scare a guy that we always try to jack with but we uh took like a uh a pair of coveralls and taped up the armholes and the leg holes and stuffed it like it was a person and we tried to throw it in front of cars <laughs> it didn't exactly work because it had no head or hands or feet that is literally the funniest and the worst thing ever. <laughs> like i remember watching jackass where they would do that uh -huh. and throw like a fake person on people's car and I would laugh hysterically mm -hmm. and I would think what if I was that driver oh I'd drive off the road yeah I'd probably and I'm like pants. that's terrible but why is it so funny oh because it's the, it's the, <laughs> who's actually doing this and then they do it and then one time we it was summer we had nowhere to go swim like we couldn't get in the neighborhood pool had no one's house to go to no one had a pool we couldn't get nowhere so my buddy had a uh, early 90s extended cab pickup truck, and we we duct taped and sealed every seam of the bed of it and filled it with water <laughs> and then drove in it. And we took off. We took off down uh, Space Center, headed towards the major road, Fairmont, and we went cut through that parking lot where um, at the time it was, uh, was that the main event. Mm -hmm. was on Fairmont and we went through the parking lot and we but when we turned out on the main road this wall of water rushes against me and like pins me in the back corner of the truck I'm like, <laughs> drowning over here and, and this lady sitting across the street in her car on the phone like <gasps> her eyes are wide jaws dropped to the floor and we just kept going and I mean you could not find us because there's a four foot wide wall trail of water going down every road to everywhere we went. And so we come back to the house after our little joy ride and, uh, Oh yeah, let's do it again. And this car pulls up and some dude jumps out 
He's like, y'all almost ran over my kid. Like, what are you talking about? And so, like, we kind of jumped in the garage. Like, what are you, we, we weren't driving the car. And so my buddy's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And his stepdad, well, his mom's whoever, boyfriend or whatever it was, was a cop, came out and kind of called the situation. I was like, we were nowhere near anybody's kid. And this dude was all pissed off or whatever. Well, the guy whose truck it was, his little brother was with us. And this kid disappeared in a second. I think he like <laughs> hopped like four fences. We didn't see him till like six hours later. He was long gone and then shows up when the coast was clear. But we were like legit worried that this dude was going to come after us. We didn't do anything wrong other than drive around spilling a little water all over the place. Yeah, that's happened to, to me and my friends uh, doing dumb stuff. Throwing, We used to throw tennis balls from the back of my friend Mark's house into the middle of the street. Or we would sit in his... Uh, in his tree out front and we would drop stuff onto cars oh, and occasionally we'd get somebody who'd stop and get mad at us so we would stop or i mean up north where i'm from our thing was hey we got the day off from school it's a snow day let's go make a bunker make a bunch of snowballs, snowballs. and hit cars with them that's not bad though but so when, them down when like, you get when you like get ice. the guy i mean it's cold those snowballs freeze when you get the guy with the new car who's going down the icy road and you hit his car with an ice ball he will stop he will try to come and find you <laughs> but you're safe in your ice bunker well, so my, my friend's mom was cool with it. Like, she was just like, oh, y'all are kids. And like, you're just throwing snowballs at cars and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I think she was more pissed off when she found fireworks in my friend's Mike top, my friend Mike's top drawer. And I was like, that's shit. You got upset about fireworks? Yeah. Were they like M80s or big ones or whatever uh, they are? I don't think so. I mean, like, we didn't really like mess with anything too crazy. I mean, it was probably like black cats and sparklers and like. That's the most harmless. Rockets. Yeah. But I don't know if something had happened to her where, like, you know, that affected her. But she was super pissed when she found them on home. <laughs> but home dude who stopped, we had <laughs> and we nailed his passenger side door, man. I'm telling you, we hit him hard. It was, kadunk, you know, and then we all just, like, scattered because we knew it was bad. Like, yeah. before he even stopped, we're like, we're in trouble. I was in, <laughs> I, I was in New York in high school <clears throat> for a trip. And one of the guys had gone to like a taping of a show and they left with a goodie bag and he had all this stuff in it. And we were the high school kid and we go crap about what was in that bag. And one of it was a can of soup. So we're in a hotel, probably 20 floors up. They open the window and just yeet it out the window. <laughs> Y'all are a bunch of idiots. I think they were throwing like, I think one of them threw a bottle of pee out the window, a can of soup. <laughs> Bottle of pizza. pizza. <laughs> like, Y'all are a bunch of idiots. And I'm pretty sure that soup hit a car. There's cars parked all up and down the street. Yeah. And that's not going to be good. And, and honestly, so like from the perspective of somebody who's receiving these personal pranks, I'd be pretty pissed. I would be too. Like, I, I will be old at some point, God willing, and I will get my car hit by a snowball or somebody will play it play a, a prank and I'll have to remember all this crap that I did growing up when I was a kid that honestly, I'm sorry for a lot of it. <laughs> like if I could change a majority of the things I did as a kid and not change like who I am as an adult or maybe make myself better, maybe then I would change it. But 
I would probably not do it because it wasn't a smart idea. Go out there and show them how to do it the right way. (laughs) (laughs) Pull up to the side and be like, listen, if you're going to make a snowball, you need to stick it in the freezer. There you go. If you want to hit my new car, you got to make it count. You got to shatter that window and put a rock in the center. Driving over (laughs) you. You know, I had, when I was, uh, when I first started working at my job, uh, I was working a lot of hours. And when I was still living at home before I moved out, I had the front room of the house. So if anybody was coming up to the door and it was quiet, I could hear. And I was trying to go to sleep. I had to be up early and I start hearing noises out my window. I hear like, you know, whispering and murmurs and snickering and all this stuff. And I'm like, please don't do it. Please don't do it. Next thing you know, I hear bang bong. And it's like, I mean, it's a work night and it's like 930 or 10 o'clock at night. I run outside. I'm pretty sure I was in my underwear. And these kids are already down the street. And I'm like, come back. I'm calling the cops. And I call my buddy. <laughs> call my buddy. I was not happy. I was pissed because I'm trying to go to sleep. And then this is stunts that's happening to me. I'm like, hey, a bunch of clowns. Call my buddy. I text my buddy. He's a cop. I'm like, hey, dude, you working? I'm going like, to jack with some kids. You want to come scare them? <laughs> no, I can't. Oh, I'm not working tonight or I'm busy or whatever. It's like, dang it, man. Come over. <laughs> scare some hood rats. A bunch of kids, man. I don't think I, I, I ding dong ditch too much. I think I might have done that like once or twice. And it was to my neighbors where it was safe where they, and it was like early. Yeah. It wasn't late. I wasn't out roaming the streets late at night. Like my parents mm-hmm. were not having that. Like we, we got punished if we were like super late, but um, it was probably when it was still daylight out. Yeah. And we would ding dong ditch people and then let them know it was us. <laughs> Hey, we did it. Yeah, we did it. That was us. You got us. And then, now you can catch them on the cameras on your front door. Uh, yeah. Dude, speaking of that, when, oh man, I don't think it was too long after we moved in here, we got a, a ring doorbell and I had gone out of town for the weekend. Come back. It's like a Sunday afternoon and I get Amanda and I'm like, hey, let's go get a bite to eat. And so we leave. And I'm looking back at the house. And I'm like, Something looks different. And we had a, a letter B hanging on the front door. Big, mm-hmm. big letter B. And I said, our B is missing off the front door. And so she starts going back through the videos. And, uh, and she like goes pale because there's one time by itself in the middle of the night of an alert. And sure enough. So it's pretty dark. We don't leave a light on, but the cameras in those pick up pretty well at night. And out of the darkness, you see someone approach the door. Mask, their face is covered, head is covered. And they like slow roll up to the front door. You see a buddy going down the street and grab our sign and run. They grabbed a bee. They took my bee off the front door. Son of a bee. Yeah. Dude, and it's creepy, man. Like, she's home alone. And, like, really? Like, of all things. Yeah. I'm not going to go into the details of who I think it is. That's not fair to bring this up here because it's dead and gone. And I don't want to do that. Yeah. But I think I know who it was. And if you live in my neighborhood, you probably know who it was, too. And those people have moved out. But, uh... Yeah, that was pretty freaking weird. 
Not a ding-dong ditch, but, I mean, you'd catch them if they did that or steal the letters off your front door. Maybe they're making an alphabet. So what I like about YouTube is, like, them setting up the prank packages. Mark Rover. Mark Rover does the uh, the steal stink it. Bomb it or whatever. The glitter stink bomb. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> genius. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the ones where they make the shotgun sound when they pick the package? <laughs> <laughs> I think some of those are a little staged. But he's on like number four now. But I'm telling you, like, like as staged as it, as staged as it may be, that's as real as it could be. Mm-hmm. Like these people, like they're just like, oh, no cars. There's this Amazon package. They probably got something good. I'm gonna go nonchalantly grab it. Mm-hmm. And the people pick it up and then, <laughs> and they freak out. They fall <laughs> to the ground. They fall backwards and they run to their car. And I'm just like. And these are like some normal people, normal looking people. Mm-hmm. Like this is like, you know, like, like Jane Doe coming to your house and stealing your packages. Yeah. And she's just like, you know, oh, hey, I'm like the receptionist down at the local blah, blah, blah. And on my way home, I'm going to jack you. <laughs> I see a box of headphones. Good for my <laughs> grandson. But that stuff is wild. Like to come up with that idea. It's got four phones in it. Uh, for those of y'all that don't know, so Mark Rober created this deal. It's the ultimate anti-theft package, and it's like in a box of headphones or dude, it's or so whatever. Good. And it's it's got four as much phones. as much as I hate YouTube. Like shout out to YouTube There's for putting these videos really out. There's some really creative people out there, but the the video uh, he, he shows how he designed this package, and it's got this 3D printed cage, and it's it's motion censored. So once the package moves, it jostles like a gyro in there. It starts a uh, recording audio or video um it has a gps tracker it has a speaker um but essentially once the person takes the package and opens it in their car or their home or whatever and they slide the box off it it has like it has a it has a little switch that turns on the 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 phones to start recording so then when they open it it gives it about (laughs) a, a five second timer and then it spins that gyro and and shoots the world's finest glitter all over your car, your house, your face. Dude, shout out to not being a thief. (laughs) You have saved your face from so much glitter bombs. You don't realize it. Yeah. And then some of them are uh, the bit from home alone. I'll give you 20 seconds to get your no good, (laughs) ugly line keister. Out in my property. One, two, ten. <laughs> and then he'll have the fart spray. Remember, he made them worse and worse and worse, where they just absolutely reek. So, or they sound like um, police police radios going off. Um, like a breaker one. And then, um, uh, what else did it do? Or it would act like it was going to detonate. Yeah. And people would freak out. Yeah. And they throw it out their car window or whatever. Dude, so I, so like, yeah, full disclosure, I have watched a handful of some of these videos. I've watched a ton of bait bike. Never heard of that one. Oh, were they tired <laughs> up? Oh, <laughs> and people get on this bike. They take off. And all of a sudden, when they hit the end of that rope, they go flying. Oh, and one great. dude was like, I'm hurt. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, bro, you try to steal my bike. He's like, ah, I'm going to sue you. And he's like, go ahead. You try to steal my bike. So that and what else? Uh, where they would plant like expensive clothes, mm-hmm. like in a box or a bag in a parking lot or a park. And these people would like to like, oh, there's this Supreme hoodie. 
or the Supreme hat and they look around. So, you know, they're stealing, you know, they're not trying to give it back mm-hmm. and they put it on and little did they know that it is covered in itching powder. <laughs> <laughs> so they put on, you know, they take selfies and, you know, post it cause it looks so cool. And all of a sudden you see them like do a little itch. I do another little itch. And then they start two hand itching their head and they start freaking out and taking it off and they're scratching their body. And some dude comes out and he's like, What's wrong, bro? And he's like, I don't know, man. What's going on? And he's like, You trying to steal my stuff? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, Well, why, why is my hat out of the bag? And yeah, that stuff is kind of funny. That is. I've talked to somebody about that and they're just like, Well, I feel that's like, you know, messed up that they would stage people. But I'm like, Listen, if there was no camera and somebody honestly like left stuff out, it's gonna get taken. It's like real life Home Alone almost, yeah. except taking it to the streets. <laughs> like real life, come on, let's be honest. Let's, yeah. We're all Kevin McAllistering. We're all Kevin McAllisters here. Yeah, except we're just trying to protect our house, stuff. Just on the street, man. But in Home Alone, I'm sorry, but like through his protection, he literally destroyed his home. <laughs> Yeah, for, the, for for a good reason. I mean, he destroyed Buzz's room pretty bad. So, and did you know they put out a new one? Yeah, it was kind of bad. I heard it was kind of good. It, I mean, <sighs> so my oldest son went to watch it, and he stopped because he was like, eh, "I don't really want to do that. Let's watch the old one." I was like, "Oh, I'm all for it." And then I heard they're like, "Oh, you got to watch the new one. It's good. They make a lot of references." I think Buzz, the older brother, he he's the cop. Plays cop. Yeah. Yes. So I didn't, I watched some of it and I know there was like soda or something in it. Like it started with like a can of soda or something. I don't remember. Yeah. Well, I obviously I don't remember either. I forgot I watched it until now. So I don't know. I don't know about that. But Old Home Alone, good stuff. Old Home Alone is classic. Yes. And it's total reference to people stringing up their bikes or putting itching powder in their Supreme hoodies and hats and Gucci and and then making glitter stink bombs and <laughs> recording the thieves getting all razzle dazzled, glitter witted, glitter witted. <laughs> <laughs> Are we like becoming delusional because it's so late? I mean, we've been up okay. since five. It's yeah. ten after eleven. I know. Really. We're, we're good. We're good. We're good. Because I'm almost getting to the point of getting snacky now. Like, snacky? Give me a little snack. <laughs> a little snack. There's like a whole box of Rice Krispie treats in my pantry. I'm about to go hard. You're such a kid. Hard. You'd be like, oh man, be quiet. I'm home alone. By myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to snack it all. And she's like, you're an adult. I don't care. You're like, shh. Don't make me put Christmas ornaments in front of the, in front of the pantry. I'm about to heat up on. your door handle in the bathroom. <laughs> Get a blowtorch. Watch out. <laughs> Here comes a paint of cans. Here comes a paint of cans. A paint of cans. Next episode, we teach Zero how to talk. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's an ongoing issue. So, yeah, are you looking forward to sleeping outside tonight? I kind of am, to be honest. It's 48. 48 straight. Oh, okay. 40, shout out 48 straight. Yeah, I'm kind of... I'm Honestly, looking forward to this. And uh, when I told my five-year-old about this, he was like, well, can I come? And I was like, you're not an adult. And then later on the day, he was like doing something. I was like, oh, you're growing up. And he's like, growing up like I'm an adult. Like I could come spend (laughs) the night outside. And I'm just like, I was like, I was like, well, when you spend the weekend with me next, next week, 
if you want to sleep outside, we can sleep outside. He's like, for real? Like outside nice. in the grass? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, without Charlie? And I'm like, yeah. Okay. But we'll see how, how he lasts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it probably feels a little warmer than this, but it's 48 right now. Well, we did um, we did a little bit of glamping. We had um, this father-son study that we did at the church. And at the end of it, we had a bunch of guys set up their uh their tents and all this stuff in the gym at the church mm-hmm. and uh yeah the, it was kind of a disaster because a lot of <laughs> a lot of the guys had young kids and of course my kids did not fall asleep until like 12. and then like Oof. the next morning i'm the one who's responsible for preparing breakfast to get it on the line and i was up at like 5 36 o'clock and owen was too <laughs> but man it like we we did have a blast they did like a, a skill share so we had somebody uh, that did Boy Scouts that were like showing the kids who would sit and listen how to tie specific knots and how to start a fire. We had a little port uh, fire department come out. Mm. And uh, mm. then I have a buddy who is a sex crimes officer in Houston come out with his undercover car and let them look through his car. Cool. And yeah, it was pretty cool. So it, it was it was pretty awesome. But uh, we don't have any Boy Scouts on our trip or Eagle Scouts on our trip, do we? I feel like Bandcamp is. Bandcamp, email us. Eagle Scout or Boy Scout? Porkland's not either? Or does he just camp a lot? I think he just camps a lot. I was I was a Boy Scout at one point. I wasn't. And then things got real weird. How so? Um just when you get to be an Eagle Scout, just just some some odd kids in there. Uh. Yeah, they take it too nah, seriously. Nothing, nothing, nothing weird Not happened like, to me. Like, hey, come share my tent with my kid. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, we did we did a cool camping trip. Um, we did some, I think it was called like Owl Creek, and it was in uh, it was in Maryland. It was freaking so cold outside, but we made a monkey bridge, which is like the single rope, and it goes out in a V mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. And we like made food, but uh we ended up like going through the river and then like climbing up the side. And it was like February in Maryland, which is extremely cold, a lot colder than this time. Yeah. But we did it. But, um, yeah, we, we, we did that. And I mean, it was fine, but you know, I, I, I camped as a kid a couple times, but, uh, but I remember me and my dad, we went to this, like, it was like a bunch of dads and their teen sons and for church. And we went and camped in Virginia and dude, it was so cold, <laughs> so cold, so cold that I could not get out of the tent to pee. So I peed in the Gatorade bottle <laughs> in my tent. And the next day I threw it in a fire. Bad idea. <laughs> oh, dude, come on. That's like yellow smoke. <laughs> oh, I thought it would smell worse. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. My, my big concern is the cold. I mean, it's 48 degrees. I haven't slept outside in a long time, probably since one of the last times I went camping. And, uh, I mean, I've got the tent pad, a couple layers, decent sleeping bag. I mean, we'll see. Fire was nice. It was warm. I would say the last time I slept outside was a mile tough. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I fell asleep around my fire pit a couple weeks ago, but it wasn't for very long. Yeah. Because I'm turning into an old man. I go to sleep at like 10. Yeah. That's the latest. Have, once you have the comfort of 
being in your own bed. There's yeah. no there's no no contest. Oh no, none whatsoever. But I mean we'll see. I think it's gonna be good. I think at this point I'm gonna get ready and go lay down because I'm tired. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty excited to try out my sleeping pad and my sleeping bag and my sleeping pillow and see how that works. I think at this point when you are super tired, it ain't gonna matter. Any, yeah, anything feels good. Yeah, a little bit of cushion, a little bit of wrapped up and get warm, and it'll be all right. So, Rain Man, I'll probably shoot you a text tomorrow or the next day, and you can try out my pillow because apparently my sleeping pad has a pillow <laughs> built into it. His eight foot long sleeping bag. That turned <laughs> my eight foot long sleeping pad that turned into it just enough. My tent already collapsed once too because that was fun. Tried to hang my little ceiling light from it, my little blow up lantern, <laughs> and then my tent collapsed because <laughs> it's held up by track poles. But definitely a few lessons learned. It'll be interesting to pack all this up tomorrow too. And it felt pretty cool, like setting everything up. Oh, it did. I was. I've been waiting for this actually. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited about the trip. I'm really excited about hanging out with with the guys that were going on a trip. I'm excited for uh, sure for the disposable camera pictures oh, for I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. yeah. I've got a backpack full of disposable cameras, kicking it back to when I was a kid. <clears throat> but um yeah, it's gonna be good. I mean like this is something that all of us have been waiting in anticipation to do. And the fact that we're so excited about it has made it harder for us to wait <laughs> so that we do things like setting up tents in people's backyards. And I don't think anybody believed we were actually doing it till we sent them pictures that we set up our tents. Yeah. But it, it, it's pretty cool. And honestly, I would encourage anybody to, to camp. Obviously, like there's there's so many people out there that do it. And uh, it's something that you can do. Yeah. I mean, get outside, sleep under the stars. And it really hasn't, it's, I think we've talked about how a lot, how you know, expensive it is. And in, in hindsight, it's stuff you can use over and over again. And the only thing that's really going to cost you is the food and the gas to get wherever you're going. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I think it's going to be a good experience. So I'm going to sign off and I'm going to go lay down and go to sleep. Okay. Are you going to sit here and keep talking to our fans? No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so, Hey, uh, y'all check out, uh, Get saltybritches.com. Yeah. Use our code TBG. I got that thrown. DD. I got their rucking cream in my uh, backpack right now. I, I used the regular one for my run today. I did too. Good. Yeah, it was good. But Seriously, yeah. good stuff. I mean, like you once you start using it all the time, you notice when you don't. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, it, it's really not expensive. It's worth the money. Um, we've been using it before we became affiliates for it. And we definitely did not become affiliates for it for the money or anything like that. It's it's something that we have talked about for a while, and uh, we use. So even if they, you know, weren't affi- uh, if we weren't affiliates for them, we would still talk about. It. It's good yeah. stuff to have if you work out. If you're an avid walker, rucker, runner, anything where you're actually doing some physical activity, this is some stuff worthwhile. I mean, if if you're if you're active, you'll experience chafing. Yeah. And uh, we do, and it's not comfortable. So uh, go to getsaltybritches.com, and when you check out, go ahead and drop that code in there and get 20% off of your purchase. And uh, 
I guarantee you won't regret it. Yeah, the code is TBGDD, and you'll get 20% off your discount or 20% off discount uh, on your purchase. Um, you know, additionally, you know, if you've made it this far, you know, go, go give us a like on Instagram if y'all could. Uh, search Theta Beta Gamma's Double Down uh, on Instagram. Drop us a like, you know, share our posts if you could. Uh, share with a friend if you get a good laugh. Drop us a like on Spotify. Follow us on Anchor. Uh, stay up to date with these latest episodes. Send us an email. Yeah, send us an email at theta beta gammas double down at gmail.com. Uh, we're looking at gathering some questions. We we do want to do a, a a question and answer show, but we need the content from y'all. So if there's anything you want to ask us, whether it's serious, funny, goofy, uh, whatever, send it to us. We'll talk about it. We'd love to hear from y'all. And if you want to send us, you know, I mean, it, obviously, if you're a personal friend of ours, you can text us, but those of you who are not on a phone number basis, if you feel like there's something pressing that you want to come on the show and talk about, dude, we are so freaking open to having oh, this. Open, yeah. it, it doesn't like you, you really don't have to jump through hoops to qualify to be on this show. This is, this is literally a, a, a podcast for our friends and us to enjoy. And uh, there's a lot of topics out there that need to be uh, spoken about. And uh, that's, that's kind of one of our aims, you know, with just revamping the whole show uh, or the podcast, just, uh, finding topics that are important to people and important to us as well. I mean, we, we, we care. So that's, that's one of the reasons why we're doing an episode on mental health. And, and, uh, uh Apollo is, is a very close friend of ours that we feel that can come on and shed light about a specific topic that he's going to talk about. Um, so if you feel like you have something that you want to talk about, shoot us an email, shoot us a text and, uh, and we'll definitely get back to you. I mean, we, we look forward to your responses. We look forward to your support and stuff like that. And, um, I mean, we're all about that. So, um, yeah, with that being said, uh, get you some salty birches. Go and check out 48 Straight. Yep. Uh, Hose will eventually have you on the show whenever you uh, <laughs> feel like we're important enough for your love. And uh, you don't want to just give Mimer a hat and all of us. Yeah, not forget, you know, forget yeah. about us. But don't forget. On we- that note, rewatch out. And I'm your leader zero. (laughs) (laughs) Signing off. Love you.